fuck out of here, boy. Get that weak shit out of here. That's right. We start our own podcast. Welcome to 60 Minutes of Hell. It's your boy, Zach, and we got Craig in the building. If you're familiar with us, you may know us from some of our previous work that got us a little bit internet famous in the podcast world for maybe the wrong reasons, doing our projects on the Jailblazers and Mouse at the Palace. But if you're familiar with us and you know that it's going to be a good time, and if this is your first time hearing our voices, let me just tell you, you're in for a treat. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is episode one. And uh, what you can expect is we're going to be doing a lot of weekly updates. We're going to have a lot of fun projects, uh, basically about the history of basketball and some pop culture. Um, And we're going to have some really interesting guests where we're just going to kind of kick it and bullshit with a little bit. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, We're going to introduce ourselves for people that don't know us. Uh, We're going to start off with Craig. Uh, Craig, why don't you tell the world what's up and why don't you tell them a little bit about what you're about? What do you want them to know? What's up, everybody? Um, well, me and Zach grew up playing basketball together, so that's kind of how we got into this whole thing. Um, I used to live in Reno, Nevada. Now I'm in <clears throat> good old North Carolina. So, um, yeah, I played basketball pretty much all my life. Um, scattered in football, track, all that good stuff, baseball. Um, but basketball is my main thing. And, uh, yeah, been coaching, been teaching for the last – 15 years and uh, that's about it i mean i'm just here to have a good time everybody's here so that they don't get fined <laughs> um, but yeah it's it should be fun this is going to be just kind of an excuse to get on and bullshit with one of my good friends once a week so i'm looking forward to it yeah i mean we've had many long nights at the bar where many. we basically talk about our basketball opinions and drop some real throwback names and we just had so much fun doing it that we just said, basically, what the hell? Why don't we just start our own thing? And, you know, Craig, you and I go way back, man. I mean, we did, like, the AU circuit together. We grew up in a pretty special time of uh, Reno basketball. We had guys like Luke Babbitt, Armand Johnson, Ole Chiz, you know, a bunch of guys that went to the NBA and big, like, big-name college programs, which is might not seem like a big deal if you're listening to this in, like, L.A. or New York. But for Reno, that was a huge thing. So for us, like – you know, we, we grew up in like the golden era of basketball, high school basketball up in Reno, Nevada. But uh, basically a little bit about myself also, you know, I mean, I was basically born with a basketball in my hands. Basketball has been my main sport. Played, uh, you know, youth, travel, high school, played some college ball up in Seattle. And, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of NBA guys and meet a lot of NBA guys, which has been a lot of fun. So, this will be a this will go in all sorts of directions this pod and you know we just want to bring a lot of different angles some entertainment and some, like I said some really unpopular opinions because you know Craig I got many of them <laughs> but uh, basically what we're gonna do 60 minutes of hell we're gonna go for 60 minutes uh, I mean I don't really know how we came up with that name basically it's gonna be 60 minutes of just hell Arkansas Razorbacks baby. <laughs> Yeah, just we have zero ties to Arkansas. That's the best part. Uh, just Nolan Richardson, the man. <laughs> the way I look at it is it's just going to be 60 minutes of just your fucking eardrums bleeding listening to us talk. So that's that's just the way that I describe it. Yeah, but basically we're going to have a ticker. We got some fun topics today. We're, um, I mean, we're going to talk some NBA finals, the Koozie Reddick beef, uh, winning time 
Uh, the 82 game season basically being shortened down to injuries, Darvin Ham hiring, big baby fighting Jake Paul, and expansion teams, and a little bit more. But uh, why don't we start off the one I want to start off with, which is going to be pretty fun since we're going into the NBA finals. I'm not sure if you saw this, Craig, but uh, 75 straight years there's been a former Knicks players in the NBA finals. I think it's an interesting stat. I don't know if it's all that surprising. I just want to know what your take is on that because I thought it was pretty funny especially since we have inside jokes about how shitty the Knicks are I mean it's it's kind of incredible that 75 straight years that there's been a player that used to play for the Knicks in the finals and it feels like 75 straight years the Knicks haven't been in the finals so (laughs) it's like it's just it just shows just how terrible that franchise is at like recognizing anything that is even remotely talented like given given big contracts so like you know Eddie Curry and like bullshit like that like like you I mean think about the last like 25 years of Knicks basketball what is the most what's the thing that pops in your mind it's got to be Lynn Sanity right I mean there's Lynn Sanity but I'm also such a 90s hoops head that you oh know, yeah you do I mean it's okay like 15 years <laughs> yeah I mean 15 years it's definitely definitely Lynn Sanity or yeah. like Carmelo you know yeah. obviously so Carmelo was like at best what a fourth seed maybe, yeah, yeah, and I mean some memorable like, moments in the Garden, yeah, fucking terrible, dude, like terrible, like the best the best moments of Knicks games are usually the opponents like coming in and fucking torching them. That's what's so funny because they say how Madison Square Garden is like <laughs> just the mecca of basketball. Mecca. I'm like it, I'm like it is, but it's a mecca for the wrong reasons. Like all the big. High scoring nights are never the Knicks. It's always Jordan against the Knicks, or it's always, you know, LeBron against the Knicks. It's never a Knicks player having a memorable night. It's always <laughs> the opposing player. And it's so funny, man, because like that franchise is so fucked in so many different ways. So and the one thing that like really irks me about the Knicks is that they treat all of their New York City point guards like shit. Like, when have they ever had like, a legit household name from New York City stay their guy. Like, I mean, they treated Mark Jackson like shit, traded him, traded Rod Strickland like shit, traded him. We all know what happened to Stephon Marbury. They treated him like shit. It's like you get these phenomenal, like, New York City legends, like, falling in your lap. Their dreams to play for the Knicks. And then you, like, just turn around, stab him in the back, and you're like, ah, fuck it, let's go Charlie Ward. Like, ah, fuck it, let's go with Linsanity. It's just, like, unfucking believable to me. Yeah, they're they're truly, truly terrible. Yeah, and just some of these names are hilarious when you go down like the 75-year, um, you know, of former Knicks being in the finals. I mean, Jeremy Lin was on the Raptors, speaking of Lin Sanity. You got J.R. Smith from the Cavs. And then you have Luke Cornett this year on the Celtics. And then you have like Shannon <clears throat> Fry from the Cavs, David Lee from the Warriors, and then like from the – from the Spurs teams in the when the in the Spurs Heat finals, it's like Tony Douglas. The Spurs Heat finals again, it's Tracy McGrady, and you just keep going down, and like the names just get funnier and funnier. Like Luke Longley, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Glenn Rice is a Nick, and then you go like further down, further down. It's like Henry Bibby. Like what the fuck? But I'm, I, it's just crazy, man. And it's just so funny how none of them are like their careers get better when they leave the Knicks. That's, that's hilarious. 
Anyways, unless you have anything more to say about that, I'd like to get to NBA Finals predictions since we're on the topic of the finals. Um, I know you're a big Warriors fan. I'm assuming I already know what your finals prediction is, but who do you got winning the finals and who's your finals MVP? I am going to surprise you with my pick. I am going to say the Celtics are going to win in seven games. Wow. I was not expecting you to say that. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because it's just a bad, bad matchup for the Warriors. Like, <clears throat> it's – I don't know. I just I just don't like it. I, I would have much rather played the Heat. If, they, if we were playing the Heat in the finals, I would have said Warriors in five. Like, I think we fucking smoke the Heat. Yeah. But the Celtics, they just – they're so long. They're so big. They do a lot of things really well offensively that the Warriors don't, can't really – or haven't really defended well. And uh, they just have enough guys that they can throw out that switch really well that don't have to depend on – I mean, and then they have Williams, so they don't have to depend on him, but it makes it a lot easier to depend on him. Yeah. And, I mean, he's should have been the defensive player of the year. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just – it's – trust me, I would love for the Warriors to win this – because I'm a huge Warriors fan, but I just don't – I don't know how they out-physical this team for – and I think it is going to go seven, and but I just don't know how they hold up for seven games against this team. So, And my, my finals MVP will probably be uh, – I mean, it's got to be – if they win in seven, it's got to be Tatum. Yeah, I'm very surprised I was not expecting to say the Celtics because, I mean, we didn't even talk about what we were going to talk about before this really even started. But I do think Boston wins. I do think they win in six. I don't think it goes seven. I think the Celtics are a lot better than people think. I think they had a tougher road to the finals. And I think the length in athleticism is going to bother the Warriors a little bit. Like, I don't think Clay is quite 100% yet. I mean, Curry's a little bit undersized. Uh, I don't think they have really a true center that they can rely on in Golden State. I think Draymond can get under the skin of most guys that he's guarding, but I don't think he's going to get under the skin of an Al Horford. Uh, I think Horford is just too seasoned. I think he's too mature. He's too cool, calm, collected. I don't see Draymond being as effective in that role, you know, like the Rodman Draymond role that he has. Um, I think Marcus Smart is going to have a bigger effect in that role on the other side than Draymond Green will with his matchup. Um, my finals MVP, I got Al Horford. I think Horford's going to be the finals MVP, and that's not just because of this last game, but I think that they're going to be so focused on Tatum and Brown that Horford's going to kind of sneakily just be super consistent throughout the finals. And I think he's going to be kind of the unsung hero X-factor type, um, you know, for the Celtics' success. I think if Horford plays well, I think the Celtics – right off him I don't I, I think Tatum could put up 50 and the Celtics still lose but if Horford gets you know 20 and 10 I think it's gonna be pretty tough to beat Boston just going off of last night's game I one thing about this Warriors team that really pisses me off more than Warriors teams in the past is you got Steph first quarter making fucking everything Make it everything. He's throwing up bullshit. He's, it's all going in. They're playing drop coverage for some weird-ass reason in, like, the first, like, eight minutes. 
and they do this thing where you back in like when this whole thing started, if that was happening, they would have forced the ball to Curry. It would have been like, here, take the ball, go do it, go do your thing. Like, and it would be the same thing if it was Clay. Like, they're doing everything they can to get the ball to him. I counted where Curry made his last three or his second to last three or something like that. <clears throat> and the next six shots were Draymond, Draymond, <laughs> Looney, Wiggins, Clay, and then Curry again. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why? Like, the dude is hitting everything. Like, he's on fire, and we're just not getting him the ball. And Jordan Poole played like shit last night. That was the worst I've seen him Yeah, pretty much since he was a rookie. Like, he looked fucking terrible last night. Yeah. No, no pool party in their summer. That's Dude, I was, I don't know what he was fucking doing, man, but holy shit, he looks so bad. So yeah. hopefully, I mean, if he can't get it together, it might be, it might be lights out real quick. But um, the other guy that I wanted, that I actually love, and I didn't think that I would ever say this, but Andrew Wiggins is. Yeah fucking outstanding he's been so good yeah this playoffs. like he basically shut down tatum yeah I, and his athleticism is a problem and i feel like he's he does so i feel like he does really well as like the two or three option rather than in like minnesota where, where yeah. he was expected to kind of be the guy and put up 20 a night like i feel like he is so lethal as like that third option compared to like that one or two where people are yeah. so focused on him and um, I, I agree with you on Wiggins. He's been a real pleasant surprise for so Golden State. And, like, I don't think we need to overreact. I mean, it's only game one. And, I mean, I picked the Celtics in six before this game happened. But, I mean, if you're the Warriors, I mean, as a Celtic fan, I'm not comfortable because yeah. Golden State can put up points in a hurry. And, I mean, it's one of those things where you can – be up 12 with four minutes left, but then the Warriors can just come down and just put up 16 points in less than two minutes, just like that. And that, the reason is they kind of eliminate all the rules of basketball that you're taught at a young age on like a fast break. You're taught to like stunt and not give up the layup where the, the Warriors are just going to pull up for three. Like a three is yeah. a layup for him. And now you're, you're being taught to defend the three on a fast break, which is something that just goes against all rules of basketball. So yeah. that's, my thing, I'm, I'm still not comfortable. I still think Boston wins in six if they – but, I mean, it's still not a comfort. I'm still not comfortable, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, if the, if the Warriors want to win this series, they have to do a lot better of getting buckets in transition and not letting the Celtics set up in their defense. Like, it's got to it, – everything has to be quick. Like, it's got to be – even their sets – out of transition have to be fast like you can't just fucking sit there and you know get dream on the ball in the high post and then have everybody kind of run around and let them get into their switches and stuff it's got to be push the ball up and initiate offense with whoever it is i mean there's when looney's not on the floor and it's like you know let's just say it's draymond uh wiggins clay steph and Otto Porter, like you've got five guys that can initiate offense. Like you don't need 
it doesn't have to be like, you know, Steph goes to Draymond, Draymond goes to Clay coming off a screen from Porter and he hits Porter. Like it's just, they have to get, they, everything has to get quicker so that they don't let everybody set up. And I think that fourth quarter, they were kind of just like trying to run clock, which is never a good thing yeah. for any team. And they were just trying to like milk clock and get late possession shots. And that's just the, like the, that's death against the Celtics team. Like you can't wait till six, seven seconds to start trying to go because they're just not going to get by them. Yeah. And I keep forgetting the Warriors of Otto Porter for some reason. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you seen how much he looks like Wilt Chamberlain? He does, dude. It's incredible. <laughs> like a young Wilt, like six yeah, Wilt. He looks exactly like him. It's incredible. Everybody yeah. that on, his, on Twitter, his nickname is Wilt now. And so everybody was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, they got Steph and Wilt. I was like, I looked at it at first. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And like, <laughs> a picture of Otto Porter. <laughs> He definitely does not bang as many chicks as Wilt, though. That's that's for sure. Like they, they definitely Boom. don't call him. Boomst among us, huh? Boomst <laughs> among us. Uh, I don't know why. Just thinking of Wilt start making started making me think about threesomes. But did you see that um, interview <laughs> with Steve Kerr, where that uh, reporter asked him if they were going to threesome again, and Steve Kerr's like, uh, "What? Am I going to what?" And he's like, "Yeah, you going to threesome?" Is he, do, he and Kerr's like, "Do you mean three Pete?" He's like, yes, yes, and and Kerr's like, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for both. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! He's like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be excited to three p and threesome for sure, dude. Three p. That's the Warriors tagline from now on: three p's and threesomes. Yeah. Well. If we're both agreeants on Boston, doesn't seem like there's much argument there. Uh, we can move on to the next topic, which would be the Bob Cousy and JJ Redick beef. <laughs> and uh, I have so much to say about this. I don't know if you want to like go first. I f- have a feeling we're probably going to disagree on this. Um, do you need I mean, me to start off, or do you do you need do you have something you'd like to say about? That? I can I can go. I mean, I'll just I'll just I, I mean you know. Yeah, because oh. my, my blood fucking boils when I hear this. God forbid somebody comes with <laughs> Bob Cousy. <laughs> you don't come at a legend, man. You don't do that. Like, like I'm like Will Smith, man. Like, keep his name out your mouth. <laughs> Bob Cousy also has alopecia. So that's just <laughs> two things that are similar to him and Jada Pinkett Smith. No, um, no I just... I mean, I've, I've said it before, like talking to you, but I mean, the, the whole inner decade, like debate is so stupid. It's such a dumbass debate because you don't like nobody. I mean, back in the fifties, they're fucking chain smoking and, you know, drinking beers at halftime and like playing with belts on their fucking shorts. Like they're not, (laughs) they don't have like, they don't have state of the art training. They don't have like state-of-the-art chefs they don't have they don't know anything about like you know eating right or you know sleep they don't have like monitors on their jerseys and i bet you the same thing will be said a fucking hundred years from now when there's you know super athletes that are like jumping 30 feet in the fucking air somehow like it's just slubber yeah dude it's so it's so hard to like know i mean of course yeah you look at bob Cousy tape 
and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it looks like, it looks like you could take a sixth grade team from the Y right now and throw them in there and they, they do just fine. Like, of course, because, you know, basketball is not what it was. Like you, you drop Giannis into 1950 and he's going to dominate, of course, because he's just a freak of nature athlete. They would call the travel though, and the carry, and the they, no oh, dude, they would be hard, and they'd be like, "What's this black guy doing playing basketball with white people?" Yeah, they'd be like, "Nope, nope, not allowed." They'd be like, "Why did this guy show up?" So that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, you know, like I mean, it's just it's such a weird, like just a weird argument, and I mean, it's always like it, the winner is going to be the person who's on the side of the people playing now. Like, it's just, that's just how it is. Like, it's, you know, if you were talking about the 80s when you were a 90s kid, like, you know, it's just, that's era to era is, like, there are some guys that you drop them into any era, like Will. I mean, you drop him into any era and he's going to just dominate. Like, Bill Russell, is you drop him into any era, he's going to do great. See, a lot of people don't think that, though, about Bill Russell. Well, people are fucking idiots. That's why. Well, yeah. I mean, Dr- Draymond's six foot five and does the same shit that Bill Russell does. Yeah. So like, it's I mean, it's not a size thing. Bill Russell was six eight. Like he'd be he'd actually be like kind of perfect for basketball right now. Yeah, he'd be unreal. And I mean, what what diff Ben Wallace? That's another name that comes to mind. Like yeah. Ben Wallace is a terrible offensive player. Had a huge impact with his block shots and the rebounds. And Bill Russell is more athletic than Ben Wallace. Like Bill Russell, like. There's highlights of him on fast breaks jumping over dudes. Like, dare you to say that to Ben Wallace's face? <laughs> well, here, here's my thing. Like, you're you're right. You don't compare people from other eras. It's fucking stupid. Like, if you put Bob Cousy in a time machine and put him in the NBA today, like, of course, like he's going to struggle. Like, dude, you know, he would get fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so here's my thing, though, man. Like. Every single great player adapts, like, to, to later eras. Like, look at Vince Carter. Like, he played just seems like last year until he's, like, 42 and was, like, starting at power forward for the fucking Hawks. And he's a shooting guard in the early 2000s. And then, like, you got old Jordan that started in 84 and played till 2002. And then if you really want to, like – I mean, Kevin Willis played till he's, like, 43 and was, like, effective. There's a yeah, lot of guys – yeah, Jason Kidd. I mean, the list goes on. Lou Alcindor from, like, 1968 to, what, like, 92 and was still effective. Tim Duncan. So, and Bob Cousy, like, same thing. Like, he – I mean, he was NBA All-First team with Jerry West, Oscar Robertson, like, some big names, right? So, it's like, of course, you can't put him from 1957 to 2002, but let's say you keep him at – his prime in 32 and he gets to play all the way through each era. Like he's going to find a way to adapt. You don't think a guy's going to work on his left hand or like his shot or like whatever it is. And the thing with Bob Cousy, he didn't have anybody to emulate. Like, it's not like he could just like flick on YouTube, you know, after he's just like sweeping streets and is like, Oh man, you know what? I want to look like, I want to try out this magic Johnson stuff. I want to try to be like Mike. I want to try to be like Pete Maravich. Like, he had to come up with all that shit on his own. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, dude? Uh, dude, I just I'm just imagining Bob Cousy is like a chimney sweep now. <laughs> like in his spare time. Like yeah. like an extra Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, just charcoal all over his face. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, 
like, but, hello, <laughs> yeah, but like he had nobody to emulate, so he's creating all this shit by himself, and that's what's impressive to me about it, man. Like all these people have instant access to go like try out all these moves or all these different training. Like Bob Cousy didn't have that. He's like, oh, you know what might be pretty nifty is if I go jump over some bricks. Or if I like just fucking throw behind the back passes against this fucking brick wall, you know, or <laughs> I mean, goddamn, like, yeah. And here's my thing, like JJ Reddick also to call these dudes firemen and plumbers and shit like that. It's like, what would he have been in the 1950s? Let's get real. Like no three point line. That's all he fucking did was shoot three. So what, he's just going to be that guy that just like nobody wants to play with. Cause he takes like 36 foot twos. Like he would, he wouldn't be shit in the fifties. Let's get real. Like he looks the part, like he looks like he'd go have a fucking chocolate shake at Johnny Rockets, but like, he doesn't look like a guy that's going to go up and dominate the 1950s to me. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. Yeah. JJ, I mean, <laughs> JJ Reddick is like, just not a person I want to ever, I mean, he's, so I'll give him credit. He's definitely been like a breath of fresh air on first take. Well, who isn't with those two assholes on there? I'm just saying like, you know, throwing him in there is nice. Like, it's just like him and Patrick Beverly. I, I have fucking hated Patrick Beverly for the longest time. (laughs) And once he went on there, I've, I've, I love Patrick Beverly. Like he's, I want him to like quit basketball because he fucking sucks at it, and he needs to be in an or like a, a play by play guy and like just get into media full time. Yeah, because uh, I I like him too. I know he's getting a lot of hate, and there's some shit that he probably shouldn't say that just makes him look kind of stupid, you know. But like, talking about Reddick or Beverly, both of them. I mean, both of them. But but Beverly. I mean, obviously Reddick for what he's said about Koozie. Like, did you? Did you see the seat that CJ McCollum is going to do like full-time ESPN analysis like throughout the finals? Yeah, and he's a smart dude, man. Like he just sounds smart. Did you ever see the video of him and uh, Dame Lillard where they were on like Instagram live and somebody <laughs> – it was like when Jamal Murray's like nudes got leaked <laughs> and he had like this little beard going – and he's like straight up said, somebody said my beard looks like Jamal Murray's pubes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did not see that. Lord, Dave Lillard started crying, laughing. He's like, bro, you can't just say anything that. <laughs> it was so fucking funny, dude. Oh my god, he's gonna be amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. And I hope that he says shit like that. On- oh, dude, I want all of these guys to just come on and just say outlandish shit. Like, oh, yeah. So funny. And oh, so yeah. Than the bullshit that's going on now. That's why I love Shannon Sharp, dude. <laughs> just, dude, he just does not give a fuck. Yeah, he really, he really doesn't. He really doesn't. And we do need more personalities like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck JJ Reddick, man. Like and one more thing, I I gotta say, like the when he brings up that there's only ten teams in an era, he's like he only had to beat eight fucking teams or whatever. It, don't you think that's more difficult? I mean, if you were, I mean, think about it. You get ten. Let's say there's ten teams in the NBA today, and obviously errors are different, but it's like the 
you you have 10 teams. Think about that. 10 teams in today's NBA. Imagine how stacked that roster is. It's like, it's the same thing in the fifties for his era. He went against 10 teams of the best players in the world and had to be play Wilt Chamberlain like eight times a year compared to like two or three. He had to play Elgin Baylor and Jerry West eight times a year compared to two or three. Had to play Oscar Robertson eight times compared to two or three. Bob Pettit, like there's a lot of dudes. So it's like, am, am, I, am I wrong on this? Is that not more impressive than if there were like 30 teams back then? I feel like that's a lot more impressive when you're going up against like just stacked teams night after night. I think that the only thing that would make it different back then is that there weren't as many people into basketball as there are now. Like there was baseball and like horse racing and boxing were like the three biggest sports back then. Like football wasn't even that big back then. Yeah, I feel like jacks was bigger than football back then. <laughs> like marbles. Walking around <laughs> playing pogs, dude. Like <laughs> old like, school ass steel pogs. Yeah, just like trading slammers. Yeah, yeah, dude. Trading slammers in the fucking slammer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was tough living back then. But, yeah, I, I just... I bet they had some Bob Cousy-themed pogs, some, like, championship Celtic-themed pogs. Yeah, I'm sure they did. These well, pogs probably fucking would suck today, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, stupid to compare. It's a stupid argument to begin with. But, like, for me, you just don't shit on the people that came before you that really made this game great. Because Cousy basically invented the behind the back pass the fast break i mean there's a lot of shit that he invented that's why they called him called him the houdini of the hardwood and to say that you know he played against plumbers and firemen fuck you jj reddick because this era needs more plumbers because this era is shit in my opinion but fuck bob Cousy. what fuck who bob Cousy. man you and jj reddick can just go fuck jj reddick too whatever man um next topic um Winning time. I know you want to talk about winning time. Speaking of fuck, like Jerry West, my guy. <laughs> I know. See, I, that's what I'm talking about. People are shitting on Jerry West now. They just want to shit on all the guys from the 50s. Jerry West. <laughs> Jerry West character in Winning Time is my favorite character in any movie ever or show or whatever it is. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. It's so every scene that that dude is in is so funny. It is pretty good. Incredible how much he's just like, just this fucking, just, he's so mad all the time. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like every other word is fuck and like he's yelling at people. And like he'll go from like super calm to just pissed in like two seconds. And then Jerry West, like the real Jerry West, is like his reaction. He's like, that's not me. He's like, and if you think that's me, I'm gonna take you to the fucking Supreme Court. And you're like, well, that's what. Winning time, Jay West would say, like, you're proving his point. Like, of course, that's what he would do. Like, he's going to take you to the Supreme Court. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what is happening right now? So, yeah, it's sick. I, I dude, I love that show. It's so, it, it's, it's got a little bit of weird stuff, but like. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Like fingering some chick in front of your daughter <laughs> at like a restaurant. It's pretty weird. Yeah, dude. Like. I'm not sure. Johnson. I mean. That's what he did, you know? <laughs> I mean, they do over-exaggerate the characters a little bit. Like, they do kind of read yeah. some history, and that comes back to, I mean, you know how much I fucking love Jeff Perlman, and that is exaggeration. Um, 
Mr. Fairy Tale. But anyways, I won't get too far into the <laughs> fuck Jeff Perlman conversation. But I, I do love the show. I, I'm not a fan of how they've tried to kind of change the course of history and kind of make Jerry West look like an ass because that's really not who he was. They make him kind of look like he was this raging alcoholic, unhappy dude that like, you know, was so upset that he couldn't win, which, you know, but overall it's, it's a great show, fantastic show. And I'm going to continue to watch it. I have a counterpoint. I feel like the way that they portray Jerry West makes him come off looking better at the end. <laughs> I mean, for young dudes, yes. Like I love, I I love that Jerry West better than you know polite Jerry West. You know that wears like fucking country club sweaters and makes dope ass trades. But like I do like curse word Jerry West a little bit better. I just think that like it just makes him look human. And like, he's like, he's like the most, I don't want to say, I mean, to me, he's the most relatable character on the show. Oh yeah. It's because he's exactly like you and me. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, how we are. We get pissed. Like I've yeah. known you because we've coached together and we get pissed. He just gets like enraged at the smallest things. And I'm like, yeah, that, that would piss me off too. Yeah. It, the the magic one i would be a little bit upset if i'm magic i think it actually hurts magic well, magic should have been out there trying to finger bang fucking half of los angeles the whole time <laughs> he, was in, he was out there i mean that's true that's fair and i mean jerry bus too jerry bus finger bang then things yeah. might have been different yeah i mean those are some long ass fingers too but like jerry bus i feel like comes off looking like an ass also big time yeah, I think Kareem comes off looking even weirder than he was. He just comes off boring, which he is boring, but he does come off weirder. Definitely. He definitely comes off weirder. The dude that plays Kareem is like legit, like 10, though. Yeah, and he played college basketball. I think he played at UCLA, I think. Or yeah, he's somewhere. fucking huge. Yeah, he, he, and yeah he, he's good. The the one that I'm not sure about is Larry Bird. I mean, I, I love him. I had a chance to talk to him on my other podcast, which was super dope. But, like, it's not really, like, Larry Bird. It's more of, like, white trash Larry Bird, which is kind of funny. I kind of like it better. He's, like, spitting – he's, like, shooting spitters in a Coke can and stuff. So, <laughs> it's just – Just slamming – just slamming Bud Heavies, like, in a fucking interview. Which Larry Bird actually did do. He did drink a lot of Bud Heavies, which, which yeah. that's pretty accurate. So. Dude, there was one – there was – on the um, Dream Team documentary, there was a story from Charles Barkley where they were in, um, oh, what's that fucking place they went to train? Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, fuck, what's it called? I don't know. But it was like some coastal town and they were basically just there to fuck around and like have a free vacation. And I guess Larry Bird was with, like drinking a bunch of Budweiser, like just Bud Heavies like the whole time. And like Charles Barkley is like they were drinking Budweiser he's like that's got he's like that's five percent and it was like this crazy thing to like Charles Barkley that they were all out there drinking Budweiser and like I had a hangover for like two weeks yeah I was like, Dude, who'd have thought that Charles Barkley wasn't a Bud heavy guy there's a hilarious photo and I have it somewhere I'll have to I'll have to send it to you but there's a photo of Larry Bird like passed out on the ground in like Michael Jordan's living room and he's just like next to like all these like beads and like connect four and like children's games like teddy bears and he's just like passed out that his head back holding a beer while Ma Michael Jordan just like slamming a ping pong 
you know, against like Clyde Drexler or something, whatever it is. I'll have to send it to you, but it's probably that's my favorite cool. photo of all time. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> Check this out. Here's the picture of Larry Bird. Click on that picture. You got to see the Larry Bird drunk off his ass photo. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, just Bud Light's just laying everywhere next to him. There's yeah, like a Connect Four and like... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Anyways, um, we'll get on to the next topic here. Not sure if you saw 82-game season is being talked about being shortened if it prevents injuries, according to Adam, Adam Silver. I don't know. I, call me old school. I hate this. I think it's, I think it's weak. I think it's soft. Um, I, I just hate it. Um, the only reason – I think that it's less – I mean, I'm sure he's going to say to prevent injuries, but, I mean, in that same token, I'm sure it's for the dudes that are just sitting out for load management stuff. Like, you know, if if you've got a 70-game season, I mean, you're probably eliminating a lot of back-to-backs. You're probably eliminating a lot of longer road trips. So then – you give guys less of a chance to, you know, sit out. The only issue with that is what is the limit on dudes sitting out? Like, is it 70 games? Is it 60 games? Is it 50 games? Like, where's the, where's the in-between to where you won't have guys sitting out with, like, you know, some bullshit excuse or like injury excuse that they have that you know is bullshit that they're just wanting to rest for you know a couple nights yeah and that's what i mean i just don't know if eliminating games is going to solve the issue because these guys they they play year-round i mean it's not like they don't play basketball year-round like they do their leagues they do their training they do their practices and it's like I don't know about you. I know like professional sports is like different, but I always felt like the practices were always harder than games and like the training were like harder than games. And maybe I just like trained harder, but like the games are easy for me. I wasn't really sore after games. And obviously it's different when you play 82 games against the best athletes in the world. But I just don't really see when you're in the best shape of your life in your prime, I could see it for like older players where you got to be sitting out like all these games back to back. And I know that teams probably do it just to keep the legs more fresh and keep the players, you know, performing at a higher level. But I don't think it's going to solve the in- the issue with injuries. I think dudes are just going to, their bodies are, are going to break down or they're not, whether it's 82 games or 70 games because they're practicing and all that stuff. I just, I don't see, I don't see it fixing anything. I really don't. So the way to really fix this, which is never going to happen because there's too much money in it. But the way to really fix all this injury shit is to get it at the younger levels to where you're limiting the amount that the younger kids can play. Cause there's some of these kids that are playing AAU. Yeah. They're playing fucking hundreds of games in a year. Yeah. Like destroying their bodies and they're coming up hurt. I mean, you know, I mean, me and you were playing. How many kids did you see wearing fucking knee braces? Oh, yeah, all the time. And, like, you know, like, and it's just it's the constant wear and tear on your body. If you're playing basketball all the time as like a 10, 11, 12 year old, I mean, we did it. But like, it just, 
it it's going to take a toll if you're playing constantly all the time from the what time that you're 10 till you're fucking 35 like of course your body's going to break down over that time so if you limit the amount of aau stuff that they can do and like all the bullshit practices that all those quote unquote coaches have um i think that's your root source yeah getting getting healthier athletes coming up through the pipeline like as you get older you can progress you can do more but right now there's no limit on like 10 11 12 year olds like there's there's just no limit you can play as many fucking games as you want to you can throw them out there and little jimmy can play 300 games in a 365 year day schedule like it's just it's fucking crazy yeah that's a really good point. I think that's why you see so many young guys with their like their legs exploding, like Kevin Ware and Paul George's yeah. legs when they just like snap in half. Like I'd I'd yeah. never remember seeing that like in no. the early two thousands or the nineties. Like I've seen, I feel like I've seen it happen so much more lately, where some dude's knee just like snaps in half, going for like a block, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like Nurkic, like when his knee like snapped in half. I'm just like, what is happening? Like I've seen this like six or eight times in the last like three years where just knees are exploding and it just like makes no sense. And I, I think it, I think it is, I think it's just all the wear and tear in the AU and things like that, or how we used to bitch about playing on a pavement, how it's so bad for our knees and stuff. But um, I think you are right on that. I think you hit it pretty much on the head. I don't really have any, anything else to add to that other than you're making all that money to play a sport and to train like your, your body, you, if you're making that much money, your body should be good to go for an 82 game season. That's, that's the way I see it. And if you eliminate the 82 game season, what's the point of really having a third string? What's the point of really having a D league to bring guys up and like play dudes on, you know, deep into your bench. Like if you're just going to keep dudes fresh so they can play 40 minutes a night, why even have that bench? Why yeah. even have that D league? So to me, it, it kind of eliminates opportunity also, in my opinion. Anyways, We'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, Darvin Ham. Uh, Lakers hired Darvin Ham as their new head coach. It's his first head coaching gig. Um, I'm not sure what you have to say about it, but what I have to say is I'm just surprised. I thought they'd go for a little bit more seasoned guy with a lot more experience who has like a voice in the league and maybe a lot more respect around the league. But at the same time, it's kind of a pattern with LeBron. You always get these new coaches. It's almost like a new opportunity to coach with LeBron. Like David Black got his and then Tyron Lue got his. And I mean, now it's, now it's Darvin Ham. I think he's more of a player's coach. I think that's why they picked him to like keep LeBron happy, but I just don't really, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, to be honest. I know, he, I know he had success in Atlanta and Milwaukee, but fuck, I thought they'd go for a, just a bigger name. Just, especially with an old team like this, I thought they'd go for somebody to like make a push in the next two years. This seems like a coach for the next 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on who he puts on his bench too. Cause I mean, that's, that's always one of the bigger things is like who your assistant head coach, your associate head coach, all that shit, especially for the guys that's their first, first coaching job. Like that's one of the things with the Warriors is they always have, the staff is always just stacked with dudes that were either ex NBA head coaches or like have just been known around the league. Like they got right now, they got 
Mike Brown, you got Kenny Atkinson, you got like dudes that have been there forever. Yeah. So, but this has got to be a LeBron thing, right? I, like you LeBron would had to make, had to pick this is what I'm saying. I mean, you would think, and the thing is, Darvin Ham could probably make the roster as a player with how oh, old the Lakers are. this year. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he could. <laughs> I mean, he'd fit right in. He's, he's right yeah, there. Dude, yeah. He'd bring the fucking median age down. On yeah. That team. Yeah. The old ass shitty team that they had this year. Did Darvin Ham play with LeBron? I feel like I remember. Dude, he played against him. He was on the Pistons. Yeah, I know that you played against him, but were they ever teammates? I feel like no, dude. Darvin Ham played for some weird ass team, like he, yeah, he played ah. for the Pistons, the Hawks, the Bucks, the Wizards, the Pacers, and the Nuggets. So yeah, he wasn't teammates with LeBron, but he did play against him. Yeah, but he played with he played on like some weird, like in indie league, like team, and I don't know. He played for the Albuquerque Thunderbirds. No, dude. (laughs) The Talk and Text phone pal. Oh, yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's in the Philippines. Yeah, the Talk and Text phone That was right after he got done playing for the – so you go from playing with the Pistons, the 2003, (laughs) 2004, 2005 Pistons, championship Pistons, to the fucking Talk and Text phone pals. (laughs) Damn, dude, that is a deep, deep fall. Yeah, that's definitely a deep fall. Um, fuck. I mean, it doesn't get much worse. Now he's going to the Lakers. So, I mean. Dude, the talking text phone pals, though, that's a sick name. That, that is, yeah. That expansion team. Expansion team coming up, coming yeah, in hot. <laughs> Seattle talks and talking text phone pals. <laughs> Speaking of expansion teams, uh, there's talk about um, – Expansion team is coming to Seattle and Vegas. I hope it comes to Seattle. I don't know about Vegas. Obviously, we're from Reno, so we're not really fans of Vegas. But I just don't really see it. I know it's working for hockey. I just don't really see it being a strong fan base in Vegas. I see that being more of like a like a tourist attraction in Vegas. Too much, too much in Vegas. If they bring a basketball team down there, it'd be too much. There's, there's not. I mean, you got football, you got hockey, you got UNLV, you got like you got a bunch of different shit. You got a triple A baseball team. Like there's just there's too much for an area that doesn't have a lot of locals anymore. Like it's a bunch of transplants, it's a bunch of dudes from New York and fucking, you know, Los Angeles and Arizona and Boston and all kinds of shit. Like there's nobody that's really a local local Las Vegas guy that's like growing up from like the age of like you know, being born to like 55 and like staying there their whole life yeah it's just super rare like if you grow up in vegas you're not you're not staying there you're gonna leave and yeah. i don't blame you because fuck that place it's terrible it's hot it's gross <laughs> there's just fucking piss and shit on the streets all the time it's just a <laughs> gross fucking place you're, you're not wrong you're not wrong but if they get a team over seattle speaking of shit and piss that would be now. that would be ridiculous yeah i would lose my mind at that seattle deserves a team that's a that's an amazing city sports city i lived there for a little bit so i'm a little so i know all about the fan base of the mariners the seahawks and their hockey team i mean their fans love their teams and the fact that they even lost the sonics 
is fucking mind-blowing to me with all the history they have there. So I really hope they get their banners and all that shit back. You know, that doesn't belong in OKC. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and in Seattle, I mean, it's it's already a basketball town. Like, the Sonics oh, yeah. were, were so big there for so long that, like, you – and they want it so bad again. But yeah. I think that Seattle is going to be kind of like how L.A. was for the NFL, where it's like that, like – like that fear tactic to like teams that are kind of on the bubble on like, we're going to move your team. Like you will relocate your ass to Seattle. And then they're like, Oh no. And then they get like a publicly funded stadium and they're like, see, we did it. And then they're like, okay. Like you almost, you almost had to do it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that until it happens, I hope it does, but I don't think it will because I just think they want to hold that over everybody's head all the time in the league and be like, we'll fucking move you. And they're like, okay, we'll do whatever you want. Like, it's just one of those bullshit, you know, bureaucratic things that fucks over the people of Seattle and keeps teams in like fucking, I don't know, New Orleans and fucking Orlando and shit like that. I mean, obviously the Sonics... They'll be they'll be named the Supersonics if they do go to Seattle. I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't. But what do you name a Vegas team? Like, what what's what's going to be the Vegas team name? Uh, if if you had to pick, obviously we don't know. But if you had to pick, Syphilis. <laughs> the Las Vegas Syphilis. Holy crap! Is that how you say syphilis? And like the plural of syphilis is syphilis. Uh, I've never had it, so I don't know. What about like the Las Vegas crabs? The crabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be sweet. There's the Las a- Vegas gunk in your junk, dude. That's what it is. Yeah, or the thunder, but from down under. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Las- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck OKC. Bring the thunder to down under. That's what I would dude, do. The Las Vegas Britney Spears nudes. <laughs> getting off the rails real quick oh yeah yeah, that's 60 minutes of hell for you in a nutshell um i know you want to talk about big baby um so i'm gonna let you talk about big glenn davis because i know that you're gonna probably use the rest of the time on this one he's uh he's gonna try to box and every everybody that is seen and it's gonna be on a jake paul or logan paul one of the fucking pauls it's gonna be on the next card with them in august and it's just like why i mean i kind of know why because he probably needs money yeah because he just (laughs) dude he got straight up they're like you are on probation why are you at (laughs) why are you at the celtics heat game like (laughs) like, broke his probation (laughs) because they saw him at a celtics heat game and it wasn't even his seats (laughs) <laughs> no that was the best oh my god that was so funny they're like legend big baby davis and he's like fucking like giving like the shocker to like the camera and then the dude comes up like what the fuck are you doing in my seats <laughs> like, yeah just drooling from his dude, mouth can you imagine paying like ten thousand dollars standing up going to get like just a hot dog and a beer coming back and big babies fucking sitting in your seat you're like yeah fuck? just throwing up shockers at the camera just yeah uh, dude like what the fuck is this guy doing in my seats like, well the best just, part was that he posted like hey got a little confused my seats were actually the row behind it's like 
why did you feel the need to have to like post that? Like clearly no, you didn't nowhere near yeah. that row. If you like just went out lie, of your way dude. to fucking post that and bold face lie. <laughs> just just a fucking bold face lie. <laughs> but like all these, so like Darren Williams fought Frank Gore. And it was amazing to see how small Frank Gore is. Yeah. Because Frank Gore, I mean, great running back, like, you know, look like big. But Darren Williams is fucking huge. He's like 6'4", like jacked, and Frank Gore is like 5'8". Yeah. Like, Darren Williams has always been thick. Like, he's thick. He's got a big old ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He's fucking out there, bro. But, like, like Nate Robinson is, like, little. Like, he's Nate Robinson, and he got knocked the fuck out. Like, oh, yeah. Big baby. I don't know if he's going to fight like a dude. Like, if he fights, like, he's fight a chick. I mean, <laughs> he has. <laughs> I hope not. That would be, that would be crazy. <laughs> that might get me to buy the pay per view. If it's just like Big Baby Davis is going to fight a chick. Like, just I would be like, ass wait Just gets his what? ass whooped, too. Oh, dude, she would put fucking – I think he's going to get killed no matter who he's fighting, chick or yeah. dude. So, like – but I just – I feel bad for him at a point. Like, for all these dudes, like, you know they need money. Like, you know, that's – I mean, he's not going out here for, like, the love of the pugilistic sport. Like, he's not like <laughs> – you know, I grew up wanting to box all my life like it's just not a thing that you'd like yeah i am 38 i'm going to start boxing now like it's just never like the lavar odom and aaron carter yeah thing. dude like that it's shit just, was like, just sad to me i'm like this dude like stroked out with a boner on the floor of a brothel like a year earlier and now he's fighting a guy with a big time heroin problem like it's not funny to me honestly it's like ooh. i mean it's kind of funny I, yeah, I, yeah, no, no, it is. But, but at the I, end of the day, it is not funny. Well, it's crazy is that Big Baby went on Instagram like maybe a year ago and was like <laughs> in tears, sobbing after the Nate Robinson fight, saying how sad it was. Like, this shit's sad, man. It's not funny. And then here he is a year later doing the same exact shit. It's gonna be him. Yeah. That is gonna be him on the fucking canvas because he's not a boxer, he's a oh, fucking yeah. basketball player. He's not even that. He's just a big ass dude. Like he was, I think his first love was football. I mean, I just hope he's not fighting somebody that's like near as big as he is. Cause if he is, he might die. Oh, yeah. I mean, you put him in the ring with fucking Charles Oakley, and I bet you Oakley would whoop his ass unless he gets tased. <laughs> yeah, dude, this James Dolan's there. He's like, fucking. Let's get this guy out of if here. I, if we could see James Dolan and Charles Oakley, I would. I would absolutely. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, I would pay so <laughs> much money to see that. Charles Oakley would legitimately, and I don't say this like as a like, you know, out there thing. He would murder him. Oh yeah, I remember Oak in the Big Three. Who did he bitch slap like hella hard? I forgot who it was, but he like backhanded the hell out of it. I think it's like Steven Jackson like knocked the dude out <laughs> going dude, for like he, a loose ball. He slapped the fuck out of Charles Barkley when they were doing like negotiations for the play like the players association one time. <laughs> it was like yeah. during the lockout and like Charles Barkley said something and he just like bitch slapped Charles Barkley like across the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we gotta get Oak in that ring for sure. I would I would love to see that. Dude Oakley and Tyson. Oh my God. 
Have you seen Mike Tyson? Yeah. Did you Did see you him on the airplane? Scary, yeah. Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? How like, why would you do that? that? Why would you do that? You just got some, like, fucking 16-year-old kid, like, heckling this dude. And then just starts... <laughs> like, what a fucking moron. <laughs> I mean, first of all, why are you flying Spirit? Like, you should probably fly, like, a better airline if you're Mike Tyson. Get first class. But still, dude, dude, like, you know, like, Mike Tyson sitting there? Leave Mike Tyson alone. Oh, yeah. Like, if, he was, if, and he was super cool to him at first. He was like, you know, like, hey, what's up, guys? And then the dude just, like, kept fucking, like, poking him and shit. And so he turns around and fucking just pieces him up, dude. <laughs> like, 18 times he just fucking grabs him by the back of the head and just starts beating the shit out of this guy. It was, and I'm like, yeah. It was pretty awesome, I got to say. Like, I hope, like, charges aren't pressed against them because I enjoyed every bit of that. But. Dude, I would fucking... I I love Mike Tyson. I mean, past, not great. But, like, old Mike Tyson, like, if you take Mike Tyson from, like, hangover till oh, yeah. now, like, Mike Tyson's been amazing. And, oh, dude, yeah. he can still fucking bang. Like, I've seen him with, like, in his Instagrams. Dude, he is scary. He is, yeah. like, 55 and, like, will beat the shit out of everybody <laughs> in the world. Wasn't he... Wasn't he planning a comeback? Like, wasn't he? He fought somebody, right? Like, last yeah, dude, week? he fought Roy Jones Jr. Oh, yeah. And, like, right. Roy Jones Jr. was like running terrified because he's like, oh my God, this guy's actually in shape and is going to fucking murder me. Like, he was like running around. Yeah, he's like hugging him the whole time. Yeah, dude. Like, Mike Tyson caught him with like three uppercuts, and Roy Jones Jr. is like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is supposed to be like a sparring match, and he's just beating the shit out of him. It reminded me of the, what is it, like Rocky II when he's a Hulk Hogan yeah, in the ring. He's like, what the lips. fuck? Yeah. yeah, dude, he's fighting Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, like, throws him into the stands. <laughs> that was his name, huh? Thunderlips. Yeah, Thunderlips, dude. He's like, in the flesh, baby. It's like, like, dude, it's weird just, shit. Like, it is, just beating the shit out of Rocky, who's like four foot ten. But his he's dick fucking... was clearly, like, 18 inches long, just like, it is, like, underwear. Yeah. Thing. I was just like, okay, that's, that, that. You got like a fire hose in there. That's not your dick. But... Yeah, dude. No, dude. dude. That is thunder lips. <laughs> More like thunder dick. Dude, he's lucky he didn't take the Rocky's lucky he didn't take that thing out and start beating the shit out of him with that. <laughs> Might have killed him. Oh my god. All I know is that this big baby Jake Paul thing is the celebrity death match thing I've ever heard. Oh, Which they, they they need to bring that show back, by the way. I would oh love to see God, that. dude. That was the <laughs> We could do we could do a whole podcast just on that show alone. Like we could do a fucking like yeah. seven thousand parter on that show because that show was fucking amazing. We might need to just say fuck sixty minutes of hell and just start a celebrity death match podcast and just recap every episode. Dude, dude, <laughs> do not tempt me with a good time because that will. Be- I, I, that's uh, you just heard it here, everybody. That's our next idea. So nobody moving on already. Us. Episode yeah. number one, time to switch. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the first episode was too. I think it was the Jim Carrey one and Mariah Carey and like Drew. Carey. Was it that one or was it um was it Marilyn Manson? Oh, and... it was, dude. I think it was Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah. It was Marilyn Manson and like Justin Timberlake or something like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I the no, it's Charlie Manson. Oh it's, shit! No, I thought it was Marilyn Manson. Is Marilyn Manson against Charlie Manson? Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, oh I just remember Marilyn Manson like fucking bit like 
a piece of Charles Charles Manson's shoulder off and spit it out, and his shoulder like turned into a fucking tarantula. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh my god, man! uh, Charles Manson was in a diaper. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, so, no, so our show sucks. We should do the celebrity death match one. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> hard stop. We're moving on. Yeah, just with Marilyn Manson, like cut the fucking jumbotron with a chainsaw to kill the handsome brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro! Oh shit! Oh my god, I'm fucking crying. Oh, I think that probably wraps up our Dude, show. Huh? That I think we just stumbled upon <laughs> at the end of our show every week. We need to yeah. go over a celebrity <laughs> episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm so down with that. I'm fucking Dude, that is that is gold. If we do that at the end of every show. Yeah. Oh, I gotta blow my nose. I'm laughing so hard. Dude, I'm looking at some of the people that were on Celebrity Deathmatch. What? And it's just, it's like, it, I'm just going through like Wikipedia, just looking at it. It's <laughs> so funny. Like the names that keep popping up. I love it. We're just spending like 20 minutes talking about Celebrity Deathmatch right now. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, like episode. Also, the first, oh, dude, you were right. It was Mariah Carey and Jim Carrey. Was it? Holy shit. Man, I'm Dude, good. and it was Monica Lewinsky and fucking Hillary <laughs> It wasn't it Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan, the main event of that one. Um, that was the only two. I just remember Michael Jordan like dunked a basketball on Dennis Rodman's head and just started fucking dribbling, and like his <laughs> fucking color from his hair was just like leaving like <laughs> yellow and orange spots. Oh everywhere. God, the second and episode, the way jo- the way Jordan killed Rodman was he dunked him in a trash can. <laughs> Dude, the second episode is Oprah versus Rosie O'Donnell and Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh my god. So funny. Oh. Yeah. Got, uh, holy shit. Everybody, if you're still listening after all that, oh, I admire god. you so much. But no, I hope you had fun today. I know I did. I know Craig did, obviously, but we got some good ideas coming up. We got a lot of fun projects we're going to do. And uh, obviously our weekly updates, NBA draft coming up, which is going to be a lot of fun. We'll have like a, our 75th anniversary team pod. And I, I like the idea of doing the greatest players from each franchise, which we'll probably do or redo a bunch of drafts. So we'll have a lot of fun. But Craig, before we bounce, you got anything you want to say? Uh, everybody just look forward to the celebrity deathmatch recap at the end of every episode now because <laughs> – this might this might be what this podcast is known for for the rest of the, of time because I don't th- I don't think anybody else is doing this so you know I'm glad I hope everybody had fun listening to this and uh, thank you I, I appreciate everybody what go a guy down. what a guy I guess before we go everybody thanks for tuning in um, you know we basically I'm pulling a Patrick Beverly. Uh, going to be posting my Venmo in the summary for anybody who wants to donate to the show and uh, you know all the donations will be going to um, our travel basketball team which is awesome uh, so we'll be going to a good cause but also I just want to th- uh, thank everybody for listening and thanks for the support if you guys could maybe give us a five star leave a re- review that'd be awesome um, or you know just tell a friend tell a friend share our show 
uh, the more people that tune in, the better. And the more people that tune in, the better stuff that we'll give you for sure. But anyways, until next time, thank you for listening to episode one. We'll be back at it in about a week. Have a good one. Peace out. The fuck is this stop button? <laughs> Please leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will. Oh, there we go. Oh, God.